You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode two, Carmine Black. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. Today on the podcast, we have Carmine Black. Carmine is a pole dance instructor, performer, and competitor. She has successfully used social media as a way to grow her pole persona and recently left her day job to pursue pole dance as a full-time profession. On this episode, she discusses both the positive and negative aspects of putting herself out there online as a pole dancer as well as how she's hoping to promote more personal exploration and acceptance in the pole community. You can also head over to the blog at poleparlor.com to check out my post-podcast interview with Carmine, where she shares some of her favorite music, photos, pole dancing video, and more. Hey, you. You know you've been talking a lot of shit, whispering in my ear, making me feel all... Welcome, Carmine Black, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining. Um, Yeah, of course. Let's jump right in. So um, for how long have you been polling and how did you first discover pole dance? Um, I discovered pole dancing about three years ago through a friend of mine, maybe a little over three years ago. Um, She was kind of encouraging me to try it out. and I think that I was resisting it at the time. And I think that I was at a point or at least a place in my life where um, I, I needed, I was just kind of seeking something out and I had taken a class. Uh, I started at S Factor actually. And um, I was hooked pretty, pretty immediately. Um, it was really fun. And then I transitioned to be spun shortly thereafter. Okay. Yeah. Be spun is a studio in Los Angeles for those who don't know. Um, okay. And then did you have like a history in dance or were you a newbie to, to everything? Um, I had done some contemporary dance. I mean, nothing, um, professionally until, uh, my early twenties, I was doing a lot of, um, social dance. So like ballroom and salsa and Latin styles of dance, but I had never explored anything pole related or I wasn't a gymnast or I never did ballet or anything like that. And so I had taken a break from that in my mid twenties and I kind of fell into pole like right before I hit 30. Wait, you were a professional p- partner dancer? Yeah, I did <laughs> salsa. Yeah, I did no salsa. Way. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, totally. I mean, the connection to the pole in relation to another person is very similar, yeah. but obviously you're leading the space. So it's, it's different, but I, I could, I, I caught on pretty fast. Okay, cool. And then, um, how long ago was this? How long have you been dancing for? Um, I started doing that. I was like 18 to like 23, 24. And then I just gave it a break. And then you've been, but you've been pole dancing for a few years. It just was like my third year, like last week. Okay. Yeah. Pole anniversary. Yeah, I definitely, it's, it's definitely been a journey for sure. Um, not an easy one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump into that. Um, so, yeah, I first discovered you on social media. Um, 
And you seem to have had a lot of success promoting yourself and connecting with other dancers through social media. You're very active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about this experience and your view of it as a tool for pole dancers? Um, when I initially started, I had a lot of apprehension about um, documenting myself in that context mm-hmm. because I just... I think there was that apprehension that people I knew personally were going to judge me. But you started posting think, on your regular account, on your yeah. personal account. Okay. Because I know yeah. a lot of people do split it up so they have um, a secret pole dance account and their personal account, but you started posting on your personal account. I did for a little while, and then I realized that people were feeling weird about it because <laughs> I got a response from people that I considered friends at the time. And so I made a separate one and then someone flagged me and I like somehow got that account deleted. And so I was like, you know what, maybe even though it was really frustrating, I was like, Like, I'm just gonna, (laughs) sorry, I was just gonna be like, well, maybe this is happening for a reason and maybe I shouldn't necessarily be ashamed or maybe I shouldn't hide them. They, they both, it's, it's a big part of my life at this point. So why don't I just share it with people? And so that's how it transitioned into my personal account being what it is. Mm. And it wasn't intentional. It wasn't as if I was like posting to actually do anything with it. But I started developing a community of friends outside of LA that I really um, admired and, and was inspired by. And so that enabled me to sort of expand my community. And then it kind of transitioned into a networking thing. It was definitely not what I anticipated at all. So not in it. In- an intention of starting your accounts at first, you just kind of wanted to share your passion with people. Yeah, it was just a hobby. And it was just it like, grew. as you got better, <laughs> it, it was definitely you. a hot, it was a, it was a very passionate hobby of mine. Mm-hmm. And then it transitioned into something a lot more than that. So, yeah. And not to dwell on it, but just because I know a lot of us um, are dealing with this, or have gone through similar experiences, is there any specific uh, negative um, things that had happened on social media that you could cite, just so we know in solidarity we're all there and uh, maybe speak more about what we can do? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I realized that the more I was kind of vocal about um, my love for just movement, um, and just kind of posting anything that really sort of inspired me that I happen to be doing at any particular point in time. I noticed that people I knew personally had more of an issue with it than um, pole friends, obviously, mm-hmm. people too, or people just into fitness. And um, I lost a lot of friends and I lost mm-hmm. a lot of followers. I mean, people that followed me that I considered friends. And, but then I started developing a different tribe of like, individuals and friendships with other people and so it kind of like weeded things out which initially was really disappointing because it was like look if I were you know doing other forms of movement if I were doing ballet if I were you know doing fucking crossfit CrossFit, even belly dancing it doesn't have that same stigma to it yeah, anything that wasn't inherently sensual, I don't think that I would be getting so much apprehension or pushback from people that I felt like should have supported me in my journey. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was kind of just accepted that you were ready to, you weren't going to kind of hide that side. You were just going to keep going and their choice if they wanted to kind of disconnect from you. 
Yeah, you know, I feel like I've, especially, I think that doing pole in a lot of ways has empowered me to be unapologetic, not only about my movement, about, but about who I am as a person. And I feel like the people in my life that have come into my life up until this point and have supported me just reinforce that. And so if there are people who, you know, don't appreciate that or feel uncomfortable about it, then that's kind of on them. And if they don't want to be my friends, then whatever. I'll make new ones. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, that's so true. I know a lot of us are just at a crossroads with that. Like, do we, you know, do, we're so committed to pull, do we want to put ourselves out there? And it is, um, I guess, a decision you make. But I do really love that idea of how pull does empower you to kind of own yourself anyway. So, you know, different, different decisions for different people, but that's very cool to hear your personal experience. Because I feel like to, I mean, some people don't maybe feel this, but I feel like I can identify a lot with feeling very vulnerable, just putting my shit out there. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think it takes a lot to not only, you know, express myself in a context that people might feel uncomfortable with, but it's me. It's all just me. And it's very vulnerable to do it. And I think anybody doing it, it takes a lot of courage too. And so when I feel like people don't want to support that, then, you know, if you're not on my team, whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like, over, yeah, especially over the last year, I've de- developed so many awesome relationships with people that just inspire me to want to keep moving through it. And like, there are times when I like will watch something and I'm like, Oh, that's really provocative. Should I post that? But I'm like, but look at how I danced. Shit, why not? You know what I mean? Like, I just kind of, it's it's just me. So, yeah. Okay, so switching from the negative to the positive, um, I know you said you've had a lot of positive experiences with social media, um, including connecting with your tribe of other pole dancers around the world that you wouldn't have necessarily met in your local community. Um, but another thing that you had done recently was hashtag sexy pole challenge. Um, and so that was something that I actually worked um, with you on along with Ashley from Becker LA, which is a pole wear brand. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about that and what your intention was with that? Um, I was training uh, one of the studios recently and I was working with uh, a dancer by the name of Margarita Evans and she's very athletic and she kind of um, asked me to maybe consider doing something like that and I was like no no and she was like oh you're so sexy and she's really sexy uh, when she wants to be (laughs) she's awesome Um, but she was like oh man you should do it and like I'd totally do it and like, it'd be great. And I was like, oh man, but I, I just couldn't like commit to like forcing people to do like a sexy thing a day for 30 days. It would just be nuts or create like some weird sequence of like choreography. Cause I'm not like uh, the choreography. I'm not really heavy into choreography. I love to free dance and kind of find your sexy. And so, um, I sat on it for like a month or two before I brought it to you. And I was kind of like, how the heck am I going to do this? And, um, and I think that's kind of how we started figuring out like how to break it up into weeks and kind of give people the opportunity to explore like their own version of sexy without putting the parameters of doing tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used like the space in and of itself and the pole and the wall and the floor to kind of be the parameter in which they could explore their sexy. And that's kind of how I fell into it. It took me a while though. I was chewing on that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I loved when you had, um, when we had, 
talked about it. I loved that idea because I see a lot of the challenges online, but um, yes, exactly. I don't pull every day personally, so it's not something I understand people like stack it up on one day and post over time, but also there's just some tricks I can't do or, um, I'm just not motivated, um, by the challenge of getting a trick, but I'll, I was really intrigued by your idea of like letting people find their own sexy and to it was accessible to all levels. There were so many. I actually recommend people going on Instagram, checking out the hashtag sexy poll challenge. There were people of all levels participating and it was super rad um, The how empowering a lot of people said they were feeling from the challenge. Yeah. And I feel a, lo- a lot of women that were, um, that were really inspired by it, but didn't necessarily like want to share on Instagram. So I got like tons of video too, where they're just like, Hey, don't, don't share this with anybody, but I want you to know that I'm sexy too. <laughs> I love that. Was, yeah, it was great. Um, you know, and it was funny before I even did this, like I was like, I had this, I have these small groups of, um, messages that I send on Facebook and I group people together kind of by their style. And so there was like a handful of women where we were kind of just like, they were, they were doing all these really cool moves. And I was like, that's kind of where I kind of really fine tune the idea of making it not so much something where someone had to commit every single day, but it was kind of like everyone had something to offer and everyone's sexy was so different. I was like, I can't even make everybody do a trick a day. It's like, <laughs> even when I record something on Instagram, that could take forever. I don't want to <laughs> like, I don't want to force anybody to do that. It's just too much work. I'd rather it feel um, authentic. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it came from. And the other challenges exist. There's nothing wrong with them. I want to, oh, yeah, they're awesome. Make uh, ourselves clear. But um, I was, I had never thought about doing a challenge that was really open ended like that. And um, I really enjoyed being a part of it. And it was, it's kind of derivative of or similar of um, the bringing sexy back challenge. Definitely, you know. And and I think that like that was another thing that inspired me, Emery Davies, who. Um, um, hosts the Bringing Sexy Back Challenge. Uh, she does that, I believe, in June or July of every year. It's yeah. a really big it's thing. It's through United Pole Artists. If anyone's interested, go on upa.com, I believe, or United Pole Artists and get on their mailing list. And they'll... And everybody, I mean, women from all, and just males, I mean, everyone from all over the world, like they contribute, they post pictures and they do stuff on Instagram and they have videos and it's like a whole month of sexy. And I thought that was really great, but I I would like to figure out ways to sort of expand on that. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of another reason why I did the sexy challenge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know that that is something where um, you can actually upload full routines to the website. So it's different. Um, but it's definitely along those lines of um, wanting to challenge people outside of uh, strict guidelines. So, yeah. And I also thought too, there's so many awesome challenges and I feel like they incorporate that are very trick based mm-hmm. and that also accentuate different sides of pole. I mean, there's so many genres of pole that you can explore. There's contemporary, there's lyrical, you know, there's exotic there and, and there's just straight up just sexy strip style. Like there's all different kinds. I mean, I, you can do anything in relation to dance and pole. And I feel like there's a lot of that. And I feel like sexy as for ex- exploring sexy in relation to pole is really starting to kind of like generate more momentum and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like stuff like this just kind of reinforces that it's okay to be sexy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I love when I see 
um, dancers who I know are very more on like the athletic trick side when they just, you know, incorporate just a little of, of sexiness into, into their passes, into their uh, videos. It's, it looks amazing. So it's, it's not just limited to, you know, stripper style pullers at all. It's an accessible emotion to add into any style of dance. So, and, and definitely saw that in the videos people submitted. Yeah. And I think that like, and again, everyone's version of sex. I mean, there are people who are shyer with their sexy. There are people mm-hmm. who are just full on ratchet with their sexy and there's everything in between. And I like giving people the space to know that there's not one specific way to do that. And like whatever, whichever way that they want to explore that, as long as it's authentic, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Hence the open ended requirement. (laughs) Yeah. Again, um, sexy pole challenge. You can, you can search the hashtag. Um, So, um, okay. Moving on from social media or continuing from social media, I guess, um, Depends how you look at it, but I guess because of you've been able to grow yourself um, through pole dance, you actually recently left your job and are pursuing being a dancer full time. So, can you speak yeah. to that a little bit and let us know uh, what's your goals with with moving on as a professional dancer? Well, you know, it's funny because I hadn't. I mean, it was like a dream of mine, but I hadn't. It wasn't like a full intention. Mm-hmm. But then, like the last couple of months before this month had been like really challenging juggling basically full two full-time jobs like teaching and doing choreography for shows and like managing traveling and then managing a day job it was just really 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 hard um and I worked I was in education full-time for five years so um the transition from being in education where you're working with kids full time and then transitioning where you're working with people and their bodies in a very different context it was just kind of like too much of a shift for me. And so I just kind of had to take a leap of faith and do that. And so it's been, uh, February has been exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's only been a couple of weeks. So you're still well, kind of feeling things out. I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be interesting to follow you to see, see what direction you take and see how it goes. I know uh, I've spoken with a lot of people who it's a similar dream of theirs. So I commend you give you a lot of credit. And, you know, like, yeah, I mean, my goal is to, I, I love to teach. I love performing. I, I think that's my second passion, but definitely te- teaching is kind of first and foremost, like a thing okay. for me, um, education in general. Um, and so, yeah, right now I'm just kind of exploring, like traveling with it, you know, okay. traveling and performing and, and traveling and teaching. And I've got like tons of workshops booked and it's funny because, um, yeah, just lining up workshops has been insane. Like it's just like stacking up like this. And I, I, I didn't even necessarily ask for it. It kind of just fell into my lap. And so in that way, I'm super grateful. Wow. I've been really lucky. Yeah. yeah. And we can follow you on um, your social media accounts to see when I guess you post all of those if we're interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram is Carmine, C-A-R-M-I-N-E, Black. B-L-A-C-K, dance, D-A-M-C-E, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yay at the end of that, but yay for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yay for you. That's awesome. Um, okay, and so you're kind of just feeling it out right now, workshops, teaching classes. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm also just like making, because I've kind of removed the space of teaching during or working 
with kids during the day. It's mm-hmm. kind of filled up the space for actually me to sort of explore different creative things with myself in regards to training, in regards to putting together choreography. I'm also working with uh, Jenny Genover with Liquid Motion. She's based out of Body and Pole in New York. And um, she has a certification that's happening right now um, that she does consistently throughout the year and that just got up and running. And they focus on um, like dance theory, dance theory and fitness and conditioning and they integrate it into this central style of movement. And so um, been like talking with her and Shay Jones about sort of really trying to get that together and um, maybe try to be a part of that because I really, I love liquid motion. It's great. And I love floor work and flow and it just kind of fits with where I'm, kind of growing in my movement. Okay. So if I get this right, liquid motion is a kind of, um, a program, a dance program that you can become certified in and you've become certified in it. So you can teach classes in that style around the world. Okay, cool. I'm going to put that link into the show notes if anyone wants to check that out. Cause it sounds really cool. Yeah. Jenny's amazing. Jenny's absolutely <laughs> awesome. She's cool. just so inspiring and she's just really like, um, just an amazing teacher and just her understanding of body mechanics and flow and sensuality. She's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. To check it out. It's definitely just interesting to see uh, all the different things that are emerging in the, in pole as a business, how people are making it, um, a a living. So I'm always interested in, in those other type of things that you wouldn't think about, like, um, certification programs and dance styles. So wouldn't have even thought that was a thing. So very interesting to learn about. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's, I think there are so many different st- sides to sort of um, making it work yeah. um, in as far as like trying to be sort of a creative in a space that is pole. I mean, there are all different ways to sort of teach and market yourself and make it work for you. And because I like education so much, it kind of just fits with where I'm moving. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Great. And I think that that's... Um, a good way to transition into the second part of the interview, which are the standard questions that I ask everyone. So question number one is, who is your pole crush? I have a lot. Of <laughs> it's okay. You're allowed to have um, more than one. Oh, man. Uh, Alethea Austin. Uh, love her. She's everything. Um, Sarah Jade. Marlo Fiskin. Man, Marlo Fiskin is beyond. I Old just Dakota. saw her for the first time at Pole Show L.A., He's amazing. Damn. Just Damn. really awesome person. And Olga, oh. Olga <laughs> and Olga Koda, Natasha Wang. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, they're all different and they have so much to offer, but you watch them and they have such amazing stage presence and, um, just meeting them in person and, and interacting with them. Just they're collectively just very inspiring people. Yeah. That's a solid group right there. Um, and so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? Um, oh man. Which is a good question because you've actually said earlier, you've only been in the pole community for three years, but it is changing so quickly that, um, it's it's still, it's a baby, the pole community, just the pole. It, it it hasn't been around long. I mean, I'm fresh in regard. I'm, I'm fresh with it, but I think that I really would like to see it sort of evolve and kind of create a, a better sense of community in regards to sort of accepting everybody. I mean, I know there's a lot of um, tension or apprehension between 
people who consider pole fitness, you know, separate from people who sort of explore more exotic, more sexy styles or even strippers and their strippers feeling apprehensive and feeling excluded from the pole community because of that. And I don't like to see that. Um, I would definitely like to see more acceptance of that. I also would like to see more acceptance of just like body sensitivity and body issues and like people just kind of like appreciating every kind of body no matter like what that body looks like and encouraging like all people to pull like that would be amazing if people could do that yeah <laughs> watch it bothers me <laughs> I know a lot of people I try to talk my friends into taking classes and they'll be like oh well, I can't you know just dance in a sports bra or oh I'm I'm too weak for that or I no I don't like to I'm uncomfortable being sexy and I just say well that's you know if that's something you want to change or if that's something that you want to accept either way it's a it's a perfect avenue to do so to all of a sudden you know if your body doesn't have to change you just um accept it more and appreciate it for what it is so it's not about you know I think, um, not to go off on a tangent, but, you know, one thing I love about pole, one of the many things that is uh, different from a lot of other activities, say something like CrossFit, is that you do CrossFit to change your body. You know, well, I want to lose weight. I want to gain muscle and this or that. And one thing I found about pole is even though your body will change, it's a very um, challenging uh, fitness activity, but at the same time, uh, you, it teaches you to not want to change your body as much if, you know, done in the right environment. Um, for a lot of people have this experience that they've just learned to feel more comfortable in their own skin. So definitely. And I feel like Cole really empowered me to want to do that. And also just kind of, yeah, because I feel like people outside of the community feel that apprehension, exactly the stuff that you were saying. But I also feel like there, there is this kind of ideal of what bodies in pole should look like. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, I think that I, I've seen all different kinds of bodies do like spectacular things on poles and off the pole and it's inspiring. And so it's like, why not reinforce that it's okay to explore it? And I also think too, like a lot of people come to pole for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not just an inherently physical experience. I also think that it's uh, an emotional experience for a lot of people and it really enables people to just sort of grow and evolve as individuals and so you know if we could do that as a community and appreciate each other that would be awesome yeah <laughs> I think that's a fantastic answer to that question um, I think I have one more thing yeah I have one more thing. go girl um I would like to see and I've noticed this, this might be completely stupid to say, but this is something in regards to sort of exploring my own pole journey, um, just appreciation off the pole. And what I mean by that is like the dance of, of it, that like, it's not just one thing to sort of dance on the pole. It's like sort of exploring your movement off of the pole, exploring it on the floor and it, you know, just sort of exploring your movement in any kind of way that you want to do it, whether it's athletic or sexy or whatever, or, you know, contemporary, mm-hmm. but like the dance is just as important. And I feel like they're, they're slowly becoming an appreciation for that with stuff like liquid motion, with stuff like you see Olga Koda and other dancers exploring more floor work and it's kind of bringing that more to the forefront. And so I would like to see more of that in the pole community. Oh, that would be, that would be amazing. Shit is hard, I don't think that was stupid at all. I thought that was (laughs) extremely insightful. (laughs) 
times it drives me crazy. You know how many times people are just kind of like, ah, floor work, that stuff's easy. I'm like, no, it's not. I never took Carmine's class. Oh my gosh, I'm class. Shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, okay. So uh, before we wrap it up, first thing, how can we find you on social media? You already said your Instagram. So I think we covered that. But just in case anyone missed it, search Carmine Black on Instagram or Facebook. Or, yeah, are you so on Car- YouTube or anything else? Carmine Black Dance is my Black Instagram Dance. handle. You can, you, can, you can actually type me up on Facebook too. I'm pretty easy to find. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure. I might have done some weird private settings on my Facebook. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, you know, I'm actually in, a, in process of building a website. Oh, cool. And I've, got, I've gotten hit up by like all these crazy photographers and these videographers um, that want to shoot a bunch of content with me. So in like the next three to five months, I'm going to be putting a lot of content up. Um, so hopefully I'll have my website up and running by the middle of March. And then, um, but definitely for sure for now, look, look me up on Instagram. Okay. Great. I can't yeah. wait to see it. And hey, then, yeah. And then finally, can you leave us with um, an empowering antidote or lyric or quote or just something yeah. to sign off with? Um, basically, you know, just kind of, oh, I'm, I'm so corny with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that it's really, it really is a journey. And, you know, every day just showing up and trying your best. That's all you can really do. And like, if you really keep at it, like you can, I feel like you can accomplish anything. And I feel like, um, pole has really, um, reinforced that in me. And I think that like, I mean, if you're listening to this, yeah, just keep going, keep trying, you know, even when you don't want to just show up, just the fact that you showed up, you know, it means something. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. And don't, don't listen to those online haters. Oh, bitches be hating hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> it just means you're doing something interesting and cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, if someone's hating, it's because it's all them. It has nothing to do with you. You're doing something right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's so great talking with you. Me. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor Podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.